is Apostle Baker, uh, uh, Jay Baker, take two, take two, who happens to be a doctor in psychology, welcoming you to the Still Telling It Like It Is program. Now, today, I am so excited because this is our fourth program with Apostle Eddie Maestas, the founder of Love and Unity and uh, Love and Unity Broadcasting Network. He won't have time to tell you how this started, the network started, but God's doing powerful things in and through him. And today we're going to talk about, we're going to continue with Kingdom Wealth, but he's going to talk about a subject that's hot in his chest. So I want to welcome, without any further talk, I want to welcome Apostle Eddie. Hello, hello, hello. How many more weeks do I have to do this for? Just, Just what do you mean that you have to? It's like you get to. It's get to. It's not have to. It's get to. Uh, how many more months do I get Don't to do this with you? It. Don't worry about it. Don't be concerned. Just, just as long as you get the string, it's all good. Praise oh, the Lord. God bless everybody. There you go. This is the one time I get to I, I, I get to help. Uh, you know, I get to help. You know. So go I ahead. I think it's so you could tell me what to say and what not to say. So, <laughs> so you could so boss me around. You're, you're smarter say, okay. than the average bear. You are smarter than the average bear. You know, next week or whatever it is. Yeah, next week is the 4th of July. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, isn't that I have my red, white, and blue hat on, you know, with a few sparkles, not a whole lot. But anyway, so you told the people last week what you were going to talk about, what we're going to talk about, and you know that I want to comply with that. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about stewardship. Yes. Uh, because I believe a lot of the messes I made in my life was because I didn't have good stewardship, especially when it came to finances and family. You got to have good stewardship in those areas. If not, it'll be very difficult to fulfill your destiny in the Lord, whatever God's called you to fulfill. You have to become a person of stewardship. What does it mean to steward? It means that you have to take what God has given you and you have to operate it in a way that's pleasing to God. You have to take what he's given you as far as money and do with it what God says to do with it. You have to take your family and do with it what God says to do with your family regarding children, regarding your wife or your husband, or regarding the things that God's given you to do with the church that are your spiritual family. You have to be a good steward over it. I find that people who are good stewards end up having a good life. When you are a poor steward, you have trouble after trouble after trouble. Whether you're a poor steward as a parent, a poor steward when it comes to money, a poor steward when it comes to the things of God. Stewardship takes discipline. It takes discipline. Let me say that word again. It takes discipline. If you're not a disciplined person when it comes to money, if you're not a disciplined person when it comes to the things that God's given you to do as far as your responsibilities, then you will have problems all the time. Discipline is the key to stewardship, which means you don't do what you feel like doing, what you want to do. You do what's right to do. Let's say, for instance, with money, you just want to go out and spend your paycheck on stuff and don't want to pay your bills. That's not stewardship. The bills get paid first, so you got to have discipline. So when that check comes in, it doesn't go 
to the shopping center. It doesn't go to the food place. It doesn't go to dinner. It first goes to take care of your bills, <laughs> bills for your house, bills for your family. And when you learn to take care of your bills and not be in debt to people, then God will begin to bless you and prosper you because he could trust you. A good steward is a disciplined person and a disciplined person obtains wealth. A disciplined person prospers when whatever you are disciplined in and whatever you are a good steward over. You know, one of the things of it is, is I think order is a, is a part of that, a part of stewardship. Because the first thing that happens is I must honor the one that gave me the breath. I must honor the one that gave me the abilities. I must honor the one that all of the stuff belongs to in the first place. Yeah. Because in the beginning, we have to realize. And so I think one of the, one of the things of it is, Apostle Eddie, and you alluded to this, is that people don't realize that um, the earth really is the Lord's and everybody is in it. So, you know, when people talk about, I don't need to tithe, I don't need, I don't need to do this. There is the tithe. He says, bring the whole tithe. He says, bring the first fruit. There's a B in those things. And that T is capital. Maybe the next session we do, I could do a teaching on tithing itself because people have a wrong understanding on tithing. Some people say, oh, it's the law. No, it's not the law. It was given after the law. It was, it was given after the order the of Melchizedek. I mean, before was, the law. I'm sorry. Yeah. Before the law, you're right. But it wasn't given through the law. It was no. given after the order of Melchizedek. And you and I are called to tithe our first fruits. <laughs> Did you get that? Our first fruits. That first means our gross, uh, whatever God gives us. That means whatever income comes to you. Whether it's through a paycheck or collecting rent or getting money from somebody or any way that God increases your money, a tithe, the first fruit goes to God. First and that's of the time. a good steward is the first thing he does is give God what belongs to God. What a lot of people do is they give to God after they don't have nothing left. So they don't give him the first fruit. They give him the leftovers. Yeah, they, you know, they, they give them the wrong amount. There's two things. There's the tithe and the first fruits. But the first, the 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 tithe is 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 what it is. It's talked about even in the garden when God told them, "Do not eat of it." He didn't say, "Don't take care of this tree." He don't. He didn't say any of those things. He said, "But do not eat of this tree because then it's going to cause you uh, to make all these different choices." It's going to cause you to choose between uh, me and 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 what it is that you think. It was a difference between the soul and the spirit. And um, you know, even in 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 the tithe, the tithe and the first fruit and the you know, because in in the book of Malachi he talked about the uh, uh, the offerings. He, he talked about that offering part of it too. I but know. I I just think that people have a real, uh, as you said, a misconception of that. And I'm looking forward to that on the next program. But I, want when, I when I first got saved, uh, I had two little babies. Uh, I was working a job that I just got in construction. Before that, I had no money coming in. I had a one little apartment and uh, I got my first job. I was 18 years old 
and I got my first paycheck. And it was back then like something like $200 or something like that. I don't remember. But it was a small check based on today's uh, cost. But I got my check. And then I went to a meeting that somebody was having. And while this meeting was going on, I heard God say, give your whole check. And I said, God, I got two little babies and I have bills to pay. This is my first check and I can't give this money because my God, what kind of God would ask me to give my whole check? I got things to take care of it. I wrestled with God there in my seat the whole time. I didn't hear what anything was going on over there. It was me and God going through this wrestle, uh, wrestling match. So the guy collects the offering, goes by me, and I didn't give it. I didn't give it. And I heard the Lord said, you'll have another chance. And I said, God, if this man gets up there and says, I'm going to collect an offering again, I'll give the check this time. Within five minutes, the guy gets up there and said, God just told me to collect another offering. <laughs> After his first, he just collected an offering, but God told him to collect another offering. And this time when that offering thing went by, I gave it the whole check into that basket and I was trembling. I mean, I was sweating because I didn't know where the diapers were going to come from, where the milk was going to come from. But I knew I heard from God to do that. After I gave that check, I went home. Somebody came and knocked on my door and said, I was in prayer and God told me to give you this. It was a check for $1,000. That was my beginning experience of obeying God when it comes to money. Do what he tells you to do. The tithe is an automatic obedience to God. The offering, you got to hear the voice of the spirit to what he tells you to do. Don't give the same old thing all the time. You give what God tells you to give and who God tells you to give to. There's many ministers out there that God's maybe telling some of you people to give to them and you're holding back and you're robbing that minister of the blessing that God wants to give to them. And you got to release it. What would it do? It's through the obedience and the giving that creates the mixture for prosperity and wealth. So you're willing and you're obedient. You remember when we were in, I think it was Arkansas, and I was receiving offer, I had received the offering, and you had said to me, uh, we're not going to receive an offering this afternoon. I went back to my seat, and I got up again, and I said to you, uh, we have to. You remember that? And I said, we're going to receive an offering. We have to. And what the Lord was opening up was this, that he was doing the same thing that had the opportunity, that someone had the opportunity to be able to do, to obey God, because that was the time, there was a time frame in order for that person to obey God. And I remember that the offering, uh, I mean, that offering was a larger offering than we had expected it to be. But it was in obedience. But if I had not have been sensitive and then you had not have trusted. See, this is another this is another thing in that you had not have trusted and been obedient, allowed me to do what it was that I knew God was telling me to do. Then that person wouldn't have been able to receive what that person was supposed to receive. 
And then in the midst of it, uh, the, the, uh, our, our, our meeting was blessed also, but that wasn't the primary part of it. And that's one of the things that, uh, that we steward. One of the things about love and unity, and I didn't mean for this to be about love and unity, but it is about love and unity at this thing. One of the things that we do, we steward what it is that we do and how it is that we do it. And what I mean by that is we don't just, we, we're not just looking for people's money. We listen. I mean, I listen to the, most of the time I receive a lot of the offerings, but this is because this is my area. But we listen to what it is that God is saying so that we can obey, so that we can work with him. Stewardship yeah. is working with him. And I'd like for you to be able to elaborate on, on this the- last uh, uh, convergence we had. Uh, I had somebody just blessed me with a hundred dollars, a hundred dollar bill. And God tells me, I didn't give that to you for you. I gave that to you so you could give it to who I want you to give it to. So I said, okay. And he said, I don't give you money for you to keep it. I give you money so it could pass through you. And if it passes through you, I could trust you with more. So I went and took that money and gave it to somebody not knowing that this person was in great need and i gave that but what did it do for that person's faith what did it do for that person's walk with god it just caused that person to grow in leaps and bounds to me a hundred dollars is not very much but to that person it may have been like a hundred thousand dollars would be to me today but that person was blessed and touched by god and that's the way we need to be obedient, that God can get money to us and through us so that we are obedient, just like you were in that offering. You were obedient to do what God told you to do. So you came up and you said, this is what God wants to Don't ignore the offering. We need to collect an offering. And that's what God's looking for. No gimmicks involved. No, hey, I'm going to give you some oil for some money or I'm going to give you this or that. No gimmicks involved. Look at Give as the spirit of God tells you to give. Obey him. Listen to what he is saying and God will bless you. It's through the willingness, through the obedience and the release that God will cause you to begin to prosper and be blessed in your life. You know, that that in itself is just so, so powerful because the obedience in stewardship, no matter where it is. And here's another thing. I, I have to say about ministers and different people, you know, people have to, uh, I want you to talk about the fact in stewardship, how many ministers, how many people borrow money, but never return it. it happens so all the time. They will never become a lender. They will always be a borrower, no matter how much it is that they get. You know, yeah, some, some people don't do it on purpose but they do it because they don't have no money to give. Uh, and then they leave it like that. If you make a commitment to somebody to pay something back and you can't do it, it's your responsibility to go to them and say, I'm sorry, this is my situation. I'm gonna make it good. Can you please forgive me and give me a little more time? You just don't okay. ignore it and push it under the carpet and act like, Sorry, I don't have it. I can't give it. That's stewardship. But see, this is the, okay. We're talking about kingdom wealth. And this is something that is so, so, so important. I know that God has blessed me 
uh, uh, to, to live well because, not because I'm the smartest apple on the tree or the smartest uh, 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 fig or the smartest peach, because I got some great trees in my front yard, okay? Uh, and I'm thinking about those trees right now. Any rate, uh, but it, it's not because I'm the smartest, but I am a woman of integrity. I am one, you know, uh, one of the things that happened, Apostle uh, 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 Eddie, is this. I almost call you Apostle Cal. You saw that, right? Don't be calling me Apostle Cal. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm treating you kinder. Although I would be very honored, Helen. I'm treating you kinder than, 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 than he says I treat him. So, you know, oh, that that's the reason. But he's one, much wiser. He's much wiser than me. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, he is. Sometimes he is. Anyway, so, <laughs> sometimes. Uh, anyway, one of the things of it was is this: something happened to me once. I'll tell this quick, uh, quickly. Um, I had told someone I would do something. It wasn't to do anything with paying back any money, but I told them I would call them back, and I didn't. And then they, they confronted me about it. And I said, oh, my God, I am so, 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 so sorry. And the reason for it is, is that I was contending for my memory. You remember when my memory, when I was losing gaps of my memory? And I I mean, the memory thing, it was that. I could remember because you forgot some things about me, but I won't talk about that. Helen. Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. But the, <laughs> but the thing of it was, is this, that because of my character, because of who I had been all of this time previously, when I when when I finally uh, was able, when I finally told people what was going on, I had earnest prayer, and they knew it wasn't no bullpucky. They knew it was real because of my integrity. So I I want you to 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 deal with some of that because there are so many preachers running around, so many preachers, and I and I hate to say this, there's apostles, there's prophets. Well, you know, in my young days in ministry, uh, by the time I was 26, I had a church of over three, 400 people, and we had tons of money coming in. I didn't know how to handle money. <laughs> I was straight out of the neighborhood, you know, I was a gangster and uh, never handled that much money in all my life. So I made some mistakes, not purposely, not to try to do anything wrong, but I over encumbered us sometimes with bills and debts. I had to try to get people to help us from the church to help pay off some of these debts and told them I'd pay them back. And, and I wasn't able to because of the seriousness of our situation. And uh, a lot of people got mad and I don't blame them, got angry with me, but I always found a way to pay them back and get them their money back. But I made some mistakes. I didn't know how to handle money properly. And uh, through my mistakes and through my failures, I learned to become a better steward of the things of God. Uh, even in our church, we do everything by the books. I mean, from the time that money is collected, it's never counted by me. It's counted by someone else. It's entered into the into the uh, computer, so everything is 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 recognized by the computer, by the paper, and also with the bank. So we got three sources to confirm all three ways. Hallelujah! So that the people know that the money is coming in for the church, and then of course. You know, we the board uh, allocates where the money goes and how it goes. But it's very important that minister. I've seen ministers collect offerings and get it and put it in their pocket. Uh, I've seen ministers collect money and and have no uh, 
buddy counting it but themselves. That's a very dangerous thing to do. You need to have stewardship and need to handle that process in a way it needs to be. And that's called integrity. That's called honesty. And sometimes, uh, like you were saying, we forget or we mishandle things because of ignorance, because maybe of sickness or because things. God doesn't hold that against us, but he does want us to get it right. He does want us to be a good steward of us. He wants us to make good on our word. He wants us to make good on our finances. He wants us to learn to handle things the right way. And we need to continue to do that. And I think if we do that, we'll see a lot more blessings in the body of Christ. I know we will. You know, there was a day that the Lord told me, um, I, I hate to say God told me this, whatever, but anyway, he did. Actually, I remember I was living in Santa Cruz and I was standing in my, my upstairs bedroom and um, he says, from this day forward, I had just paid back someone I owed $5,000 to. He says, from this day forward, you will never owe another person. You will never borrow money from another person. And that has been, I don't know how many years from then, but I, 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 you know, I went through a terrible divorce. I went through a whole lot of stuff and whatever it was, but God had it so that I, from that day, from the day that he told me that until this day, I have never borrow money from an individual. Never. I never borrow and I no more. I used to borrow. I don't borrow no more. Either. And yeah. I don't and I don't ask for money. Me either. What I, what I mean by I don't ask if I'm in a situation where I need money, I'm going to let God speak to people mm -hmm. and talk to people and God will speak to hearts and say, you know, I can't tell you how many times somebody dropped the 5,000 on me or 10,000 on me and they didn't know anything. I never asked them. I never got up and tried to manipulate for people to give me money or got on Facebook and, and cried and whined and said, oh, you guys don't know my situation. <laughs> when you know you're only trying to get money from people, all that stuff is garbage and trash. You cannot be doing that. If God is going to be my provider, I got to trust him to speak to people to give me money and to be a blessing to me and not try to manipulate the people of God because you want them to give to your need. You just mentioned one of the ways and one of the differences between uh, earthly wealth, earthly monies, earthly prosperity, earthly stuff and the kingdom. The kingdom is, you know, we, we look at the earth as being uh, what's happening now is there's socialism and all of these other kinds of things. But, you know, the ultimate is not to realize is when we don't realize this, that everything belongs to God and that he is the provider of everything. But he does, just as you had talked about in our last program, he does according to people's abilities. So it's a form of socialism. It's a form of of uh, of that, so that society can be taken care of. But the thing of it is, is this: he releases, he releases us into areas and into finances and into things according to our abilities, according to our abilities to steward things properly. And that's the reason that I believe that at this particular time that God is bringing collective people, collective, I didn't say selective, but collective people with, with, with the same mind. He said in these latter days that he would bring like-minded people together. It did not mean that everybody thinks the exact same way because then you don't need all the people. 
but he's bringing like-minded people together so that we can uh, 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 release the synergy to be able to release those things. But the, the realm of trust, that realm of trust, okay, that, that realm of knowing, looking for anything from you, because my needs are very, very, very well taken care of. I'm not looking for this. I'm not looking for this. And uh, I believe that this is also the time he says to those who have more will be given to steward. And to those that don't have even what they think they have will be taken from them. I believe that's in the form of ideas, in the form of inventions, in the form of businesses, in the form of investments and all of these different kinds of things. God will just speak to people's hearts. I mean, there was a time where I was hurting financially. Uh, we had building payments that needed to be made. I hadn't got paid for a while, but I never would go out and beg for money or use gimmicks. So I was praying, but I was I was stressing it. I was going through some heavy. And then this individual calls me up one day and he says, uh, uh, Pastor Eddie, because they knew me as pastor. He says, Pastor Eddie, he says, can we meet? Uh, sometime this week? I said, sure. This is a man I don't know, didn't know my situation. He's from another country, doesn't even, he's not even in this country, traveled all the way from where he was at to come to where I was at. And he spoke to me and he says, God told me that you need a financial blessing. He says, how much do you need to get through the situation you're in? I said, and he goes, and don't be shy. Tell me exactly what you I said. Well, we need about $40,000 right now to get out of that situation. He says, well, God told me to come here to give it to you. So I will wire the money to you tomorrow. Left, never heard from him again. Never heard from him again. This is how we operate in kingdom. We trust God to bring forth the finances. We trust God to supernaturally speak to people. We trust God to lead us. We don't have to use manipulation and gimmicks and and beg and try to sell some oil from Israel over the over the TV. No, we have to trust God and let God be the provider of all our needs. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't need to sell my jacket that I wore while I was preaching. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You are to be good. You are to be you are to be good. <laughs> I give people the word in giving because I want them to give in faith. So faith comes by hearing. So when I collect offerings, I give the word not to trick them, not to try to entice them, but to give them faith. So that when they give, they give in faith and also believe that God will bless them back. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. So I Hallelujah. use the word to create a faith, not to use it as a gimmick or a manipulation to try to take money from people. And they and, and they buy my jacket from me for the anointing. We got to get you off. We're out of time. And I keep telling you, we can't keep running over. We can't keep running over because the, the uh, owner of the program, the owner of, of the network, the broadcast. I'll just it. tell them to charge you more money. <laughs> no. <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, this is Apostle Baker J. Baker, who happens to be a doctor in psychology, saying this is all for now. And Apostle Eddie Maestas, and we'll be back next week when we're here still telling it like it is. And he's going to open up time. So invite your friends, invite your friends, and we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. God bless you.